Welcome everybody, my name is Pav Bryan, I'm Performance Director and Co-Founder here at Spokes and you are listening to Bespoke, the cycling and triathlon training podcast. I'm delighted to be joined today by uh, a young man who went from, I don't want to say zero, but he started off uh, close to the bottom and did an epic thing by winning Zwift Academy a couple of years ago. Mr. Ollie Jones, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm great, thanks. Fantastic. And uh, just for the listeners, uh, why don't you start by uh, you telling us a little bit about yourself? Okay, so uh, I grew up as uh, as an inline speed skater uh, for until I was about uh, until I was about twenty years old, and then I decided it was I wanted to switch to cycling. So I came into it pretty late. Um, managed to get on a couple of the national squads to race uh, like the uh, Nations Cup classics and stuff in Belgium and but then I was kind of I was still coming into it late so then when the Zwift Academy came up uh, I took that uh, with both hands and won that in 2017 and then 2018 spent a spent a year in Europe with the Dimension Data Continental team and then from there uh, I've now gone on to sign with um, the Canyon ZCC um uh, professional esports team. Oh, congratulations, man! That is awesome. Um, so, tell us a little bit about. I know you touched on it, but what was your experience like as an athlete before Swift Academy? So, you said that you were uh, you you got on some national squads and everything. Um, but obviously, uh, Swift Academy was the thing that's propelled you. But what was it? Was there struggles? Was there hard times? Tell us about uh, everything that you you found before Swift Academy. Yeah, so it was. Especially since I'm um, coming from right in the right in the bottom of the world in New Zealand, it's it's quite hard to sort of get everything together to commit to like you, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get seen in New Zealand if you wanna if you wanna get seen as a as a cyclist, you need to get overseas and race overseas, and I think it's quite hard for a lot of people to be able to like be able to pack up their lives basically and um i was i was studying at the time so uh, my time was kind of constrained as well so when zwift academy came along it gave me a really sort of foot in the door to um be seen coming from my sort of uh background in new zealand and time constraints and stuff yeah absolutely i think you you touched on a very good point there i think that uh, where you are in the world particularly is very hard for you to to make it on the the, the world scene really isn't it I mean if you live in the United States their their system as is shown by the uh, almost dominance of like the U23s this year the United States have obviously picked up their game in terms of bringing you through uh, and and the United Kingdom has been doing that for a long time now and you can see previous years their dominance of uh, of of sort of, uh, I mean, all this, all different aspects from track to uh, to the world, to the world tours and, and stuff like that. But where you are, it's really limited. So, um, uh, kudos to you for doing that. But what's really funny is, if I remember rightly, in 2017, were weren't all the three finalists? Weren't they from New Zealand? Um, so there was, so there was me uh, from New Zealand, and then there was Nick White, who's a Australian, and Sam Mobley, who was a Kiwi but living in Australia. So oh. all from this woods, though. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, excellent. I mean, that's a real dominance, isn't it? <laughs> uh, 
uh, some obviously uh, like unearthed talent there and I think that um, I maybe I think probably that a lot of um, cycling governing bodies are probably now going to be doing a lot more investment in their grassroots because there's obviously an awful lot of talent out there that just gets undiscovered so I'm glad you got discovered Ollie uh, so why don't you tell us um, so first of all I not everybody on the call is actually going to know what Swift Academy is so maybe if you could start by telling us exactly what it is and then tell us what your experience was uh, was like please yeah so it's a it's a yearly thing that that Zwift runs now um for the males it's uh for a under 23 contract with the dimension data feeding team um which is under 23 and and the woman it's for the uh, canyon tram world tour contract um and so it goes for three rounds the first round you do um, roughly about eight to ten sort of Zwift workouts um, online, and from there they can see who's doing who's doing good power and stuff like that uh, behind the scenes, and they put the top ten into into a semi-finals uh, where they undergo some more testing, and then from there the top three go to a, a sort of live uh, live week with the with the team, see how how they get on and in person and the winner's chosen from there to have a contract for the following season. And for me it was a it was really fantastic experience. I mean, even just the the training, um, just the workouts had me going in really good form and um really gave me something to something to focus to. Um just coming out of winter in New Zealand. Um it gave me, yeah, a lot of focus and something to work towards and yeah, I mean, I had I had, I had a blast um, getting over there. Um, had a lot of friends doing it at the same time as me, and um, yeah, I've, I've been involved with it the last two years as well, and taking uh, group rides um, during during the first round of the academy. Um, and yeah, I've I've been really enjoyed the whole process. That's fantastic. Yeah, and uh, uh, it's really, really, really good to to know that you still sort of get involved with that. And uh, uh, it, it's 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 really it's an incredible it's an incredible story. I mean, uh, do you, do you honestly do you think you would have made it as far as you have now without Swift Academy? No, I I, I can't really have seen um, short of packing up my life and and moving at the age of twenty two or something, which is already getting kind of late. Uh, I don't think I would have had the opportunities to get myself out there. So, um, yeah, I owe, owe quite a lot to the to the Zwift Academy process. Oh, fantastic! Uh, yeah, we've had uh, Eric Min on the the podcast before, and obviously, I've I basically coined him as the Godfather of indoor cycling for what he's done to to sort of everybody. And I guess really, you come under that bracket of people that uh, he's helped sort of. Uh, change their future and uh, it's really nice to hear that because uh, um, I mean one of the things we talk about with Eric is uh, is the sort of mental health aspect and there's a lot of people who have sort of changed addictions from alcoholism to sort of riding indoors and uh, and people become like that that passionate about training in, in a manner that they might not always but but it's really good to actually hear that there's a the, the future or certainly part of the future uh, can be attributed to Zwift and I, I'm glad that you are an example of that um, I mean we, what we're going to do uh, for the listeners we're going to ask a few more questions but we're going to actually uh, talk about Ollie's uh, ideas about how uh, people could use Zwift or um, 
use Swift Academy to actually propel their own cycling. But before we do, I've got to obviously, given that there's a bit of a, a bit of a big headline at the moment with the esports world champion getting banned, um, and what are the safeguards um, for people that are listening that don't know? What are the safeguards about people that could potentially cheat the Swift Academy? Yeah, well, um, and 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 all the Zwift flagship races that <laughs> that I've been competing in lately, so things like the Zwift Super Leagues, Zwift Classics, um, we're all subject to undergo a lot of different testing. So we have to submit a kind of pretty extensive process for away-in videos, which is um, basically coined so that people can't cheat the way-in videos, uh, as well as. Um, people's power as well uh being able to be um kind of authenticated to make sure that all your power meters have been calibrated properly so uh in the in the last races uh, the podium has all had to undergo undergo this as well as people who win the kom classification sprint ace and anyone else can be chosen at random so uh definitely there are a lot of things in place and I know that um, with Cam Jeffers uh, being being disqualified from that, that was that was for um, another another thing as well. So and they're obviously on the lookout for for um, you know those sort of those sorts of things as well. So I think in the in the end, people think, oh, it's, it must be easy to cheat online or whatnot. But it's also easy for them to know when someone's cheating when there's all the data's there for them to see straight straight away yeah absolutely and uh i think it is such it's such like an unlucky turn for the first esports world champion to get banned and actually he's not he wasn't banned for cheating uh the actual event or anything it was a really funny ban and uh there's actually been some questions raised around the rules there because uh, I mean, he. Uh, for those that don't know, and as long as my understanding is correct, the thing that he cheated with was actually obtaining a faster bike to be able to use um, in, in the competition. So uh, the Tron bike, which is uh, unlocked by completing a certain amount of elevation, and I think he used a bot of some sort to... To, to ride at ridiculous speeds where he wasn't riding or I guess it was just automatic and uh, unlocked that bike which gives a, a small um, but obviously enough advantage within within the sort of uh, race but it does raise questions of course about why isn't that all standardized I mean we're in we're on like a, an e-sport platform it could be standardized but um, I mean what did you think when you first saw that story was released um well personally I think I think everyone's got to be able to stand up for for everything they're doing online and on the platform and stuff and I mean I'm I'm not um I'm not a I'm not going to be using bots or anything out there I no. I love getting out there and 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 riding riding on Zwift uh for myself and and working away at it and I think there's a lot to a lot to achieving achieving those things by yourself I mean I remember I've I unlocked the same bike about three years ago because I've been on for quite a while and <laughs> and it was it, it was it was quite an achievement to to for me to get to that point and and yeah I mean you can say that all these bikes could be standardized on Zwift and stuff but um, I mean in, in real life all the all the bikes are different and I think when you get sponsors involved and stuff as well and um, I think. It's just all different aspects to the game. I mean, we still have. Well, I mean, we have power ups and stuff in game as well, which is which is other things to um, 
sort of think about and I think there's there's a lot going on behind the scenes uh, with with a whole lot of tactics and things like that and I think you just got to be able to be accountable for everything you're doing online because essentially um, everything you're doing online can be can be traced and, <laughs> yeah. and and get back to you in the end no matter if it's on Twitter <laughs> or photos on Facebook or whatever and yeah I think it's just kind of a, a general sort of um, idea for being online really. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. It's very funny, though, isn't it? It's um, uh, I, I interviewed uh, Mark Beaumont, the ultra cyclist around the world in 80 days guy this morning. And uh, we, we actually talked about one of the things that he did uh, recently with Hank from GCN. And that was the 1903. They replicated stage one of 1903 Tour de France. And uh, um, while there was no reported um, allegations of cheating within that one, the winner of the 1903, uh, sorry, the winner of the 1903 Tour de France, the first one, was actually banned the next year in the 1904 edition for getting a train. I mean, you couldn't make it up, could you? We literally are cyclists from from day one all the way through to the, the blood doping, the Lance Armstrong, Lance Armstrong era, to the esports era. We have all we have all been taken aback by these people who have been trying to get an advantage. <laughs> And it's it's incredible. So I mean, I did watch. In fairness to to uh, Cameron, he was. Uh, I did watch his apology uh, video, and I actually thought it was quite heartfelt. So uh, no no judgment here. He really held his hands up and uh, and apologised, and I, I felt like it was sincere. So so good on him for for taking that on the chin. And yeah, I agree with you, Ollie. I think everybody has to be held accountable for their actions, and they couldn't they couldn't start with uh, an esports champion that. Uh, uh, or leaving that in where, when he's had some questionable results there. So anyway, back to you because we, we tangented it off a little bit there. Let's back to you. What uh, what are you doing now with your team? What's what's uh, what, what what's on the calendar? Yeah, so so I've just I've just signed at the at the start of the month, um, and basically we just have to be um, have to be available for any of the flagship races on Zwift. We have to be out there racing on the platform regularly showing off showing off the sponsors bikes and stuff inside <laughs> and and yeah make um hopefully hopefully i get to go over and see 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 the rest of my teammates and stuff in person um because <laughs> even though even though we're all online and stuff and got the avatars so i still want to still want to see these guys in person and um meet the team yeah get and really focus on on the next season of of the flagship races and um, really having some good results with, with the, with the guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and all the best for that. Um, I, I guess now let's talk a little bit about you, but then what's your like, uh, I guess maybe we talked about the year there, but what's your two, four, maybe eight year goal? What, what does this look like? Yeah. So I think we're still sort of, um, no one, no one really knows exactly exactly where where it's going uh, at the moment because obviously forecasting the future. But I can see I can see esports getting really a lot bigger. So I definitely want to stay in stay in the frame of that and be be there for for when it, it really starts to blow up. Um, I still I still uh, kind of mix and mingle my my uh, riding inside and and riding outside. I still I still love to race outdoors as well. Um, really quite keen on focusing on on the New Zealand Nationals uh, at the start of next season, um, and yeah, I think my my contract with with Canyon really um, is quite flexible and allowing us to do both those things. 
Uh, so yeah, really quite pleased with that and and kind of just meshing the two together uh, and learning how I can do that in the in the next couple of years. I think. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I'm I'm sure everybody will be watching and uh, uh, sending their best, especially for for the nationals. And uh, I guess another little uh, thing that I see a lot on um, uh, social media now. Obviously, I, I used to race mainly time trial, but when I was racing, it was before Zwift or any uh, any sort of platform was was big. Um, and and all I hear is is stories about how people who ride a lot, train a lot on Zwift, are very good on Zwift, like category A or whatever, but they rock up and they do like a, a lower category. So cat, cat four is our lowest category or entry category in the UK, cat five in the US. And uh, and they're just terrible because it's like there's no skills, no handling. I mean, do you see that? Do you agree with that? Do you think that there's uh, an element again of like ownership on terms of the, the people who kind of transition between in and outdoor cycling to get that right? I mean, I'd, I, I, I don't really know a lot of people that um, only ride inside. I think for for those people, it's usually because they're uh, really quite stuck within a big city or something like that. Um, so yeah, most of the Zwifters I know are also also ride outside and are generally really good riders outside. Um, I think there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of skills aspects as well to learning learning the game, making sure you know exactly anticipate exactly when you have to put power down coming into little rises and stuff and i mean when the, when we had the kiss super league uh, earlier this year uh with the a lot of the pro road teams uh pro conti continental level road teams um a lot of the established lifters were able to average almost a whole watt per kilogram less on for the whole race uh than a lot of the roadies just because we are more like more practiced at being able to hold the draft better in the grouping game and just kind of know the characteristics of of that a lot more as well um so yeah i think there's like while there is zwift and road and there's a lot it's still riding your bike i mean there's a lot of um different skills involved with both both aspects really yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, a great answer and um, um, leads me on to, to kind of uh, a, another question. Now, Zwift was, I guess, is the gold standard. Like I say, Eric's the godfather. For me, he's the godfather of indoor cycling. But you know what? There is an awful lot in the last year, two years, and recently of plat- other platforms, competitors to Zwift that are coming through. Now, do you use any else, any other platforms? Or have you ever thought about that? Yeah, well, I think everyone's seen the success of Zwift and a lot of other companies really wanting to um, kind of jump on that as well. Uh, I don't I don't personally use anything other than Zwift. I mean, I get everything I want to out of it. So um, I haven't really ventured <laughs> ventured outside. <laughs> but I, I know I know other I know other people are um, all, all the time coming up with new ideas and stuff as well. And I think that's healthy. I think it's it's really good to be able to kind of push forward some more um, more development and 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 esports just through just through competition. Yeah, I completely agree. Is there anything like um, that you would like to see Zwift add to their features or or kind of uh, uh, gameplay? Um, well, they're constantly adding new things. I mean, just in the just a week ago in the in the last thing, their last update, they've um, brought out a, a steering function so that's run through your phone and the gyroscopes in your phone so it knows kind of 
what direction you're leaning and stuff and they've that's that's available on the on the new like mountain bike course so they're they're always sort of evolving where they're going with it and i kind of i kind of just sit back and watch what they're doing rather than <laughs> thinking what 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 i'd like to see because in the end it'll probably be something else and i'll probably like it just as much yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great answer. I think um, and you and I both uh, leave the leave the development to the developers. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let's move on and talk about um, what your advice for other people. So, um, what would be what would be your top tips or advice for somebody that that wants to win Swift Academy? What would you tell them? Um, to win Swift Academy, I think uh, you really have to just focus on yourself. I think there's there's a lot of a lot of people that will just go out and be all over the social media trying to trying to search up all who their competition is and everything. And I think I think the main thing that I did was just make sure that I I made sure that I did the best I could on every single uh, every single workout that they made me do. Made sure I was well rested before each one. Um, took them all seriously, like they were all going to be basically race days. Um, and really just committed to the whole process. I don't, I don't think that I don't think you can really get the best out of yourself uh, if you don't commit to the to the process. So yeah, and keep positive and maybe I know when I was doing it, I, I knew well I knew Sam Mobley from the start and we ended up being in the finals together. so it was, it was nice to be able to, like debrief and talk about how it was going together and so yeah maybe do it with a friend or something as well and get competitive <laughs> absolutely i love that i didn't realize that you were close friends before that what was that like for him i mean i saw that in the video he he did and it, i i mean i could i could really in the, in the video i watched i could really emphasize with with everybody because they've come so far and obviously you're a worthy winner but they must have been gutted but as a friend it must have been even harder for him did he did he open up to you about anything oh it was it was a really top bloke i mean i can i can understand that um for the other two guys it must have been really hard but um yeah he was really really good about it top guy and um was really really happy for me and um, he's gone on. He's now uh, the community manager for for Swift Academy, so he's answering a lot of the questions people have and making sure it's all running smoothly. And um, I think we all ended up getting something like really positive out of it now as well. And Nick's Nick's also doing really well on the road. Uh, he was the under twenty three Australian national champ this year, um, and we all kind of keep in touch now. And um, yeah, we're all good mates. And yeah, we're all happy for each other and uh, it's all kind of turned out well for for each of us really absolutely that's a really good story i'm really pleased that 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 experience has brought you together i mean i'd probably be on the, the floor crying my eyes out if i had lost if i got that far and lost but but you know what that that's absolutely fine and it's uh it is it's the experience and and you know you three have as you said you've all gone on to do great things so uh so kudos to you all and let's let's talk about um We'll bring it back to basics. So we have a lot of listeners that probably or might not be uh, Zwift regulars. They might not even be indoor uh, training um, regulars. Um, what are, for you, there, there's obviously, there's some essentials. Um, obviously, to be able to use Zwift, you need like an indoor trainer. Uh, you need a connection, a Zwift account and, a, and somewhere to watch it. But what other things should should people like 
expect to have to purchase to to get get going um big biggest thing uh and probably the easiest thing to get is just uh the biggest fan you can (laughs) (laughs) um, the 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 one thing you'll find with with indoor cycling is you'll you'll do the you'll do the same power or whatever as you're doing on the road and all of a sudden you will uh completely fatigue and crack in about like a quarter of the time and that's basically just because uh, you're not getting any sort of wind flow over you. So, and even with the biggest fans, you're still gonna uh, overheat more than you more than you do on the road. So that, that that's kind of the 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 biggest thing, I guess, is to make sure you've got some sort of cooling system there to make sure you're not gonna fatigue um, as as quickly as you might do otherwise. So I think that's probably. That's what that's always what I say is the is the biggest thing. Um, it makes a massive difference. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right there. I mean, from a performance aspect and a comfort aspect, um, having that having a good fan or or multiple fans, uh, it is a real real uh, um, game changer. Um, I I mean, I can tell you as well from my experience of trading indoors, it's incredible just the amount of fluid that I lose on the floor and my body will overheat and and everything. And, uh, and yeah, so so good good answer there. Um, I mean, just just after uh, curious, really, what what type of trainer do you use? Yeah, so so with with Canyon ZCC, we're we're sponsored by uh, by Wahoo, so we're all using uh, Wahoo kickers at the moment. Fantastic, and do they give you a climb as well? Yeah, so so the other guys have have their climbs who are with the team this year, and um, I'm still waiting. I'm, I'm waiting. Oh, no. on my so <laughs> come yeah. on, Wahoo. I've, I've I've been I've been riding on on the kicker for for a few years now. Um, right various generations i i I really personally like like the trainer a lot so i'm pretty happy with with the with the sponsorship for for this next year yeah absolutely and i i can honestly say i think that i've used quite a few different trainers um and i think my next one will be a kicker as as well it's just the gold standard really isn't it and uh, the climb looks fantastic we uh we did some um uh, filming with GCN and did a live show when we went and did uh, uh, their event in Avorias and uh, uh, we had uh, M- uh, Maya who's a, a presenter on the Spanish GCN channel uh, we had her on a, a, a demonstration of the um, of how sort of you could coach somebody for like a, a sportive or an event that's really hilly but you'd coach them indoors and so we had the climb set up and we would uh, we would be talking away and she'd be following the course on Zwift and she'd get up to like 20 percent, and you could just see it all changing it's incredible it's fantastic wahoo have done a really good job and uh kudos to them because i have their headwind fan as well and it's really good i mean for for a fan it's very expensive but it's it's very efficient yeah they um they really got behind the whole sort of um e-cycling e-cycling thing i remember my my first my first purchase was was in 2014 when i was I was just trying to trying to find a trainer that I could do some really like low cadence efforts on, and all the all the dumb trainers at the time were like, I just couldn't get enough resistance on them to be riding at like 40 rpm or something. Um, and then and I saw Wahoo brought out this new thing, and it looked really good, and I got it then. And then they've just kind of expanded their line since then, and yeah, it's really kind of exciting to see what they can bring out as well as. Like at um, Eurobike when they just brought out the the Wahoo Kicker bike as well, so <laughs> pretty Incredible. pretty cool. yeah, pretty cool innovations coming out. 
Absolutely. And uh, in in your advice, would you wheel on or uh, direct drive? Oh, I think I think once once you do go to a di- direct drive trainer, it's uh you can't really go back. I mean, you don't you don't waste out your your tire anymore, and you don't slip. You got uh like perfect perfect power transmission and everything and um yeah that's just what <laughs> what i definitely prefer now for um for for my trainers yeah absolutely agree with you there i made the classic mistake I, when i moved to america i was uh i mean i live in california southern california i li- used to live in northern california so realistically for me uh now i live in southern california i probably don't need to train indoors at all last winter was incredibly wet for us so i did do a lot of uh, zwifting and they just brought out up to zwift so i did that many times but but <laughs> for me um I realistically i kind of i i got myself a cheap trainer off of craigslist and uh it was uh like one of the first ever direct drive trainers it was a Le Monde revolution so it's a fan drive so worked really well um it was obviously very noisy because it's got the fan on it and uh, I actually won a uh, a wheel on um trainer um Cyclops Maxim I want to say it is and, and for some reason I sold the the Le Monde revolution because it's, it's at least a decade old and and I started using this other one and I was like yeah I've made a mistake here I should have kept the 10 year old one and sold the, the new one uh, but there we go live and learn so I agree with you there Ollie I think that you can afford it and you can get a good one I think go direct drive wheel off go straight on there it's a it's a much better much better thing so before we before we wrap it up, I uh, I wanted to ask you. You've touched on this a, a few times throughout, but there's going to be a lot of young athletes listening to this who have got aspirations of wanting to turn pro. Now, what would you tell them? Uh, what would be your top advice? Um, definitely, just do your own thing. Follow your own process. I mean, everyone's going to develop at different rates. I mean, you see a lot of a lot of um, a lot of the juniors going straight into straight into the world tour now and I think well that's great and stuff but there's also uh there's also a lot of older guys as well going into the world tour as well so just make sure your own just following your own your own process and your own sort of time frame for getting there and make sure you put you're putting yourself in the in the right positions to get noticed and um yeah make sure you take take your uh, opportunities like take take them seriously and Make sure you get the best out of yourselves, uh, best out of yourself at those times, basically. Fantastic advice there. And uh, just the last thing then really is to talk about um, Eric Min. When I interviewed him, he had some pretty strong views on uh, not just where Zwift sits in terms of the future of cycling, but indoor cycling in general. Now, what do you think? Do you think cycling is going to become more indoors? Do you think it will exclusively be indoors? Or, or what do you think that's going to look like in even in 10, 20 years time on the road? Do you think we'll even be riding around outside? I don't think I don't think indoor cycling is going to diminish the road at all. I think it's just going to be be more cycling out there, which is which is great. It means there's more people exercising, staying fit, having a good time and stuff. But I I don't I don't see, I don't see them as one taking over the other or anything. I think there's definitely um, aspects to both which which can exist together and. That's that's essentially what I'll I'm looking at doing over the next few seasons as well as to as to mesh my mesh my calendars for for both and I still enjoy, I enjoy things I get out of both of them and yeah that'll that'll be what I, what I'll be staying with in the in the future. 
Absolutely. I completely agree with you there. I think that um, Zwift, much like uh, in some respects e-bikes, have, has opened up a platform for people who uh, want to get fitter but uh, maybe haven't got the ability right now to ride on the road. Maybe it's too hilly where they are and it's too too overwhelming to even consider getting a, a, a bike and going out there and doing that. So, yeah, indoor cycling is going to get bigger, I think. I think I'm excited to see what the competition to Zwift brings. Um, definitely, I, I as I say, I, I am I, I do use Zwift, and I, I really obviously love the company and I love Eric, and I think that uh, it's been a, a great to watch them transform the indoor indoor industry and open that that platform for everybody. But uh, yeah, I, again, I, I, as I said to you, I live I live in California, and there's no way that I'm going to be uh, riding around uh, indoors <laughs> all the time. <laughs> uh, so so that's it. Um, so uh, I mean, on that on that note, really, Ollie, I think we're done. I think we've uh, we've. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. I know our uh, listeners are going to have really enjoyed uh, hearing your experience with Swift Academy. Uh, hopefully, uh, you've given them enough to to try it out themselves. And uh, obviously, if there's any young aspiring pros, uh, it could be the could be the, the the introduction or the the platform that gets you that contract. We don't know, but uh, Ollie, it's been a pleasure having you on. Yeah, thank you very much. It's been it's been great here. Uh, been great being here i mean i'm pretty passionate about about uh the way esports is going and um just any any opportunity to get out there and and talk about it i'll yeah i i love it <laughs> absolutely my man we'll have to have you back on in a few months or something to talk about how you're getting on with canyon yeah yeah i'll be i'd, I'd love to love love to be back hopefully i've got some good results to talk about absolutely yeah absolutely yeah that's the i like that we're your carrot now <laughs> so the reason why you're going to do really well in your events is because you know you're coming back on in a few months time <laughs> yeah, fantastic. yeah no, no, no pressure yeah <laughs> yeah no, no pressure honestly ollie it's been an absolute pleasure and i thank you so much for coming on no no thank you uh, my name is Pat Bryan. Thank you, listeners. You're listening to Bespoke. Uh, if you've enjoyed this uh, episode, please make sure that you uh, share with your friends. You leave us a little comment or review, depending on the platform that you're on. And uh, definitely don't forget to subscribe because we're going to have Mr. Ollie Jones back in the future. Again, thanks, listeners. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, join you next time.